one first class ticket to the Downton Abbey moving picture premiere. Well, it's not really like first class, they're all kind of the same. And so yet another brick is pulled from the wall. I mean, if you want front row, I can... No, no, I'm a good sailor. All right, then your total is 14 bucks even. How curious these phrases are. And how much is that in pounds? Or like 10 something? 10 pounds! And not even for first class. Well, that's absurd. If you want to argue, you can talk to my. I never argue. I explain. Very well. Very well. Here you are. Alright, thank you. And here is your ticket for the May 20th weekend premiere. What? What is the weekend? <laughs> Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, April 26th. At least I think it still is. <laughs> I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory. Alongside me, we got Trey Kirby. Hey-o. hey The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Lily, and finally, the man <laughs> making the magic happen. Super producer, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Apologies to the stream team for the slow start here. What's going on, JD? I have no idea. No idea. A lot of restarting, a lot of buzzes, a lot of randomly being live without us knowing it. So, A lot of frequencies, a lot of cha-cha-cha. A lot of cha-cha-cha, yeah. A lot of mic checks and stuff. So uh, anyways. We're here. We're here. Let's move on with our day. Yeah, we're here. Tass is not, as you can see. Uh, He'll be taking in some other frequencies, John Legend frequencies (laughs) in Vegas. Would love to hear a John Legend sound check. You think he's hit the cha-cha-chas beforehand? (laughs) Possibly. Uh, Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. We really appreciate it. As you can tell, we need all the support we can get here on YouTube. Uh, email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Keep those cues coming. And uh, if you haven't got your No Dunks merch, go to nodunks.com. Get all of your T-shirts. Later today, though, my God, it's like happening in 20 minutes, I feel like. We got to do No Breaks episode. TK and Graydon Gordian uh, breaking down the race this past weekend in Italy. Things didn't go well for the Ferrari boys. Oh, I wonder if Graydon will be walking into the factory with tears in his eyes <laughs> oh, yeah. today. We shall see. Okay. We shall see. So that's no breaks uh, coming up around <laughs> yeah, about 1 p.m. Eastern, I think, is the plan. Knock on wood. Uh, Graydon and TK here from the Classic Factory. No breaks. It's on separate YouTube feed and its own podcast feed. Okay. Let's get into the games from last night, shall we, Lily? Why not? Let's do it. Let's start with the East. We'll move to the West. The blowout there. Uh, Mavs taking care of the Jazz. And then we got some more awards news. But uh, the Celtics complete the four-game sweep of the Nets, 116-112. Of all the series, this is the (laughs) one that ends in a sweep. Amazing. Yeah, very, very weird. Ever since uh, Marlon won me Lollapalooza tickets at Game 3 of the Bulls series, I've had that Green Day song in my head. Oh, yeah. It's something unpredictable, <laughs> but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. I don't think the Nets had the time of their life. No. But good riddance to Brooklyn because they are swizzapped out of these playoffs. This one did turn into a real game of basketball mm. late, I yep. thought, in the fourth quarter. Nets finally showed a little bit of desperation, and Kevin Durant really broke through. Scored 39.7 rebounds, 9 assists for KD. Finally looked like KD. Took a whole bunch of shots. But you like to see him go out like that, being the KD that we're used to. He scored 12 in the fourth, and it really did seem like the Nets might have had a shot after Jason Tatum fouled out with about three minutes left. A dubious call. Oh, God. A dubious call. A box hey, out hey, foul. Hey, someone fell down. Must yeah. be a foul. If you go, what's someone fell. Call? Gotta if be a you foul. fall, you get the call. That's right. <laughs> Drag it. That was brutal. That was yeah. a bad that was ball. That was a weak one. Yeah. That was a weak one. But Tatum was great, uh, though he did foul out. And it didn't really matter. I mean, it kind of mattered. But the Celtics recovered and kept making plays. Nets cut this game to a one-point lead for Boston with about a minute left. Jalen Brown gets to the rim, scores a layup. 22 seconds left. KD misses a free throw. That was weird to see. Would have cut the Boston lead to one again. So Celtics up two. After the missed free throw, Celtics run the ball down the court, (laughs) get a layup at the rim. Marcus Smart misses it. But Al Horford's the first guy back right there for the tip in to ice it. Really emblematic of the game and the series. The Celtics had more hustle, they had more grit, and everybody's on the same page. They're like, that's probably not a shot you're expecting Marcus Smart to take. 
but the advantage was there. So he took it. He was quicker uh, to make a decision, to make a play. And then Al Horford was right there to back him up. So good performances by the stars from the Celtics. It was nice to see Kevin Durant have a good game in this one. Doesn't feel like it's his fault in this series, but uh, not enough from the Nets. So weird that this is the only series that's done so oh. far right now, since this looked like, huh, this is basically a finals preview. Nope. <laughs> if you had lined up all eight first-round series and said, put them in the order you think of uh, most likely to least likely, this is at the end. It would have been. I mean, you had the Celtics winning in five, yeah. so kudos to you for yeah. obviously calling the correct team winning, but a lot of people thought it would be. I mean, there were some competitive games, and, you know, if the Nets escape with game one in Boston, then who knows where it goes yeah. from there. But they just looked like the much better team. Just obviously they're starters, and then the guys coming and contributing off the bench as well. I, I just felt that, uh, and you saw it there last night, it took such effort for Kevin Durant just to get those shots off. Every switch that came was like just Grant Williams defended him well, Tatum was defended great. him, Jalen Brown, Horford came out. And you talk about that play at the end there with Al Horford. Look who's the oldest man on the court is basely down the other end hustling. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. close out game. They had the safety net of going home for game five. Al Horford's like, nah, I want to close this out right now. And just before the Kevin Durant miss, Marcus Smart made what I thought originally was a dumb play going for an unnecessary steal. Turns out to be actually the right play because he fouled Kevin Durant, preventing him from getting a three, and Kevin Durant missed the free throw. So worked out okay. Not sure if he planned it like that, but fine. Who cares? It, yeah. it, it happened. But ultimately, I think this is what it comes down to in this series is this was a team, the Boston Celtics, that were all on the same page. Let's be ruthless. Let's get this series done as quickly as we can. Whereas the Nets was kind of like hero ball your way to victory if you can. And that's kind of what nearly happened in game one. Kyrie Irving was brilliant in the fourth quarter of game one. That's basically the last time we saw him in the series. Uh, Another quiet game here. Yeah. 20 points, fine. Uh, 6 of 13 shooting. But he didn't didn't have the juice, I didn't think, where he he did in that fourth quarter, where he was motivated, he was determined. In this one, it was more like, I'll get mine when when they come my way, but I'm not really going out there to do it. And so, ultimately, this was, yeah, the Nets had a chance to extend the series. They weren't going to win it, I don't think, under any circumstances. But the Boston Celtics showed why they are a legit contender right now. Right now, they defend incredibly well. Offensively, that ball moves around, and it seems to be a different guy every night, sort of stepping up. Yeah. Smart. I mean, twenty points, eleven assists last mm-hmm. night. You know, fantastic. And, their and season really changed when he became like their their de point guard. Point guard. And, and yeah. I think I, I remember specifically at the trade deadline saying they need a point guard. Right. They can't run right. with Marcus totally. Smart. <laughs> it's like, get him out of here. Yeah. This yeah. guy's the problem. I well, thought. that's right. I think that. <laughs> Below five, or they were very close to 500 at that point. It was like, Schroeder's not working. You need someone who can set up the offense. Well, okay, they proved us, me, stupid, (laughs) and got it right. But I just feel that uh, they really, you know, Horford was incredible, I thought, in this series. Tatum, again, 29 points last night and only 16 field goals. He actually, you know, six turnovers, a little bit sloppy for, for him last night. But ultimately, he was so good in this series at both ends of the floor. So Celtics get a good rest here uh, before they face the Bucks in a couple of nights. Yeah, well. what did you think of the uh, post-game press conferences here, <laughs> especially coming from the net side of things, Katie and Kyrie especially? Spe- spe- well, I mean, it seems like this is going to be a tough fix, Skeets, but Kyrie Irving is up for the job because not only is he a player, he's also a coach. He's also <laughs> apparently now a GM and perhaps a part owner yeah. of, so. yes. of the Brooklyn Nets, but... Uh, I don't know. It seems to me that this team is going to be the same team coming back next year. Theoretically, Ben Simmons will play, but I guess we shall see. Uh, He wasn't even in the building last night. (laughs) He wasn't even in the building last night. Come on, man. That's that's honestly ridiculous. But KD back. Kyrie back. Ben Simmons back. Joe Harris. Joe Harris, yeah. That was honestly a huge injury, and that changes things. Mm -hmm. But uh, if he's healthy, that helps. If Simmons can do anything, that helps. But... uh, I don't know. This this is a team that wants to go home. It definitely felt like they were done with it. I saw Kevin Durant today on Instagram posted uh, all of the Rockets, Hakeem, Charles, and Scottie Pippen when they had their super team there uh, with the Rockets. That did not go well. <laughs> so they seem to be pretty upset with the way things went down. And just, I mean, a disaster season. And we talked about them all the time. And we I talked myself into them actually being able to show up in the playoffs. But you yep, have to too. care at least 1% in the regular yes. season, it seems. Yeah, and uh, that does carry over. I mean, there are things that happen in the regular season where, you know, experienced teams can say, listen, we just need to get healthy. We need to get to the, the playoffs. doesn't matter about home court, uh, road court or anything like that. But the Nets had way more issues than that. 
And I think that's what you saw. It's the craziest thing to me is, though, you go back to that game in Philadelphia on uh, March 10. We were supposed to go to it. We didn't end up going. <laughs> oh, right. The, the, the game where we thought yeah, Simmons would be he playing. He was supposed to be <laughs> back for point. And they, the Nets blew out the Sixers, blew them out by 30 points. And it was like, wow, when the Nets get it together, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now the Sixers are still alive uh, and the Nets have gone home. Well, they are, they are, they are. I mean, they're, 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 not, they're a little woozy. <laughs> they're not in a position they want to be in no. for sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm just super impressed. Imo Doka as well. I think uh, he deserves so much credit here yeah. because a first-year coach, Things aren't going very well for him at the start, the first 40 games or so, and he's able to really implement his strategy, I think, going down the stretch here and into the playoffs. And uh, So you believe the Boston Celtics are, without a doubt, a legit title contender. Oh, not yeah. get there, not all that. They can win this I thing. Can, I, I, I can see if things fall right, if they stay healthy and Robert Williams is back, I can see them beating yeah. every other team. Now, that doesn't mean they will, but I can see it happening. I mean, the Bucks, and we'll get into it a little bit here, but... That's going to be a massive challenge for both of those teams, especially if Middleton is out. But uh, I love the defense and I love the variety on offense. I just yeah, think they've got everything. Yeah. And then they have the variety you want of, hey, we have a guy that you can give the ball to and get us a bucket, get to the line, whatever. In Taylor. They basically have two. I mean, yeah. I think Jalen Brown can be asked to do that a lot. And he proved in this series time and time again, he had timely buckets all yeah. the time. Uh, but then you're right. It's all these other guys contributing. And you said like, you know, even... You know, Derek White had a, a decent little game last night, was aggressive shooting the ball. We've had the Pritchard sort of yeah. moments. Grant Williams was awesome in yeah. those uh, three-pointed. So, yeah, there's that collective. It's like the perfect, we have an elite defense. The ball is shared. That rock is moving. But then we also have the superstars, which, it, you know, you generally do need yep. to win uh, the odd game or two in a playoff series. So I assume you're all in on the Celtics' chances to do this, too? This is going to be an awesome series if the Bucks are able to withstand the Bulls' comeback here. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it feels like a championship matchup once again. That's what I thought this was going to be with the Nets, so I guess we'll see how it actually plays out. But great performances right. from all the role guys on the Celtics. Three threes for Marcus Smart, three threes for Al Horford, and then four, like you're saying, for Grant Williams. If they're knocking down shots, you know they're playing defense. To bring the additional uh, production on the offensive end, that's huge because, like you're saying, when it comes down to it, when they really need a bucket, they can go to take him and if he's for whatever reason having a tough game or fouled out they can go to Jalen Brown handles not quite as tight as Tatum's but still a solid uh creator as well so they got they've got the look of a team that has an identity on both ends of the court and that's huge uh not a lot of teams have that even in the playoffs um so yeah the Celtics they look super impressive they've been the best team in the Eastern Conference so far uh in the playoffs and I think the trust factor on offense is huge because you saw like Seth Curry was maybe the second best player there last night a couple of home run threes to keep Brooklyn in it Mm -hmm. but when when Boston needed a basket they would just move the ball around pretty comfortably it was like Tatum bounce it inside to Smart find Grant Williams in the corner he knew exactly where he was going to be that sort of chemistry on offense is what Brooklyn did not have and a lot of teams don't have it quite the way Boston does because Tatum Brown, Smart, Horford as well. This is his second go around. And Tice, these guys have been there together and they do understand. And even someone like Daniel Tice, a little bit frustrating at times, you know, not the best uh, hands in the world, but he understands he'll get his opportunity, he'll get a role, he can hit the three. So there's going to be a role for him even if the minutes are reduced. So uh, Boston's looking incredible. So I was doing a little uh, quick brainstorming sesh this morning. I thought we could talk this out on the fly. Mm. Most surprising sweeps over, let's call, the last decade, over the last 10 years. So this would be on that list. I mean, I I know it's a 2-7 matchup. Seventh seed isn't generally beating the second seed. I get all that, but this is, you know, a team with KD and Kyrie playing, and then there was the whole Ben Simmons thing, and, like, obviously a good team, uh, but the Celtics sweep them. So surprising. A couple other that was, you know, coming to mind, again, this was sort of a quick look. I'm sure I'm going to miss a few. I had on my list uh, the Bucks actually sweeping the Heat, Last year. It, yeah, in the 2021 uh, first round, just because of like, mm-hmm. you know, it was a, a decent team. Definitely. Yeah, it wasn't definitely, again, the sweep is uh, the surprising part of this, maybe not winning the series. I had that. I had the Warriors sweeping the Blazers in the Western Conference Finals. I sort of think anytime you get to a conference yeah. finals and a sweep happens, uh, you know, outside of like an injury here or there, stuff like that. Um, but that one came to mind. I put down the Cavs sweeping the Raptors in the second round in 2018. <laughs> now, because that was yeah. for the second consecutive year that the Raptors got swept. I believe yeah. that's the JV missing bunnies in game <laughs> oh, one yeah, and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. So, look, the Raptors being swept by a LeBron team, you could say, is that really all that surprising? Not a big surprise. Maybe in back-to-back seasons, though, <laughs> when the Raptors uh, uh, had a pretty good seed that year. 
Pelican sweeping the Blazers in the first oh, round yeah. Yeah, of, of also 2018 uh, had that on the list. That was that was a lower. I think that Drew was six seeded yeah, Pelicans yeah, yeah, yeah. beating mm-hmm. the Blazers at the third seed, and then a couple others uh, going back a little further. Had the Warriors sweeping the Spurs in the Western Conference Finals in 2017. That's Kawhi. the Zaza yeah. under Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. what happens if he doesn't get injured? Uh, so that one changed obviously on the dime when he gets injured. Kawhi goes out. The Cavs sweeping the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals, oh, yeah. 2015. Ugh. But that's a 60-win Hawks team. I, but they had home court as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, it's, yeah. again, to not even win a game. No, 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 I, I agree. I, that yeah. was a surprising sweep for sure. Yeah, and then three more. <laughs> I put the Wizards sweeping the Raptors in the first yeah. round in the uh, 2015 <laughs> playoffs. I flew home yeah. for that game one uh, that the Raptors, of course, lost. And then that was the Paul Pierce series, right, I think? I believe so, yeah. Did, uh, I know it was I the so. uh, yeah. Bradley Beal waving the I called game, yep. Uh, And then I have the Spurs sweeping the Grizzlies again in the Western Conference Finals in 2013. Yes, I remember that one. And then uh, finally, this one definitely uh, would have high on the list. The Mavs sweeping the Lakers in the second round, 2011. Mm. I think, if I have that right, that's the Bynum uh, body check on J.J. Barea. And that was a a 2-3... Matchup. That's the Lakers, I think, are the number two seed. So, um, you know, again, I did that fairly quickly this morning. I'm sure I'm missing some. Let me know uh, in the stream team or in the comments below. I was going to make that its whole segment, but I'm glad I just did it that way. Because, you know. That's a solid clip, honestly. So uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's circle back on that in the Sweet. Social Brainstorms channel afterwards. You'll be seeing a No Dunks nibble later. This uh, reminds me of the 2011 sweep. There you go. The Mavs yeah. versus the Lakers. Uh, because it seemed like it was going to be a pretty fair fight, all things considered. Exactly. And it definitely was not. And the next season, the Lakers didn't have the same coach. Yeah. Which could also be the case for the Nets coming back next year. Because at the very least, it feels like Steve Nash will be the scapegoat here. Because... The players are probably coming back, uh, to be quite honest, and they never really looked organized and on the same page for mm. the entire year. And unfortunately, that kind of comes down on the coach, kind of the easiest thing to change. Yeah. So I would not su- be surprised if Steve Nash is talking soccer not too long. Uh, you want a little fun trivia? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's only one team in NBA history that's been involved in four sweeps in the same postseason and didn't win the championship. You know who that was? They were involved at the Pistons? Right? They went, yeah. Am I right? They 80, they were involved, yes. Yeah, so they got they swept three series and then got swept. That's the Lakers who won who swept three series and then got swept it, in eighty nine. Yeah. By the Pistons. By the Pistons. Oh, okay, yeah. Go, the Pistons go. lost more games in the league. Well, they lost two games uh, on the way to the finals, but then uh, swept the Lakers. Look yeah. at that little piece of trivia. Yeah, see that's that goes along with my minute bowl trivia. That's the next one. Says, Hope that comes up at pub trivia. We'll nail that one. <laughs> Not going out of the park. Uh any other thoughts? guys on, on the Celtics we're going to be talking about the Beantown boys a lot here as we the get Beantown ready boys. for the second round series yeah. with the Bucks. but uh, yeah do you want to say anything more about the Brooklyn Nets um, are you happy the sweep has happened uh, I mean look look, I, I like Kevin Durant as a player uh, yeah. you know I, I think he is he's top 15 of all time in my opinion sure um, so I don't you know we and we knew that one of these good teams was going to be knocked out in the first round but to see him get sort of embarrassed like that is uh, not satisfying I mean he, he do, just... do you think it has to like what what's the reason why he sort of flamed out here in the first round is it because of the defense and Tatum going and to maybe another level defensively at least uh is the age catching up with Kevin Durant? I think so. I think so, so for sure. Maybe the, the workload that he was asked to do. Yeah, he was playing so many minutes. And earlier in this season, he said he, he doesn't care how many minutes he'll play. He'll play them. But I actually think that's part of the reason why he got injured. He came back late into the season. And then the defense on that, I mean, for a guy, again, he's only 33, but he's got a ton of miles oh, in yeah. his legs. And that defense was just like suffocating for him. You know, and, and Has there been a passing of the torch? Dare I ask? <laughs> well, I tell you what, Jason Tatum, and, and he, I know he's been doing it a lot this season and even last season, but he, when he decides he's getting a bucket or a shot off, he's at that sort of Kevin Durant level where oh, it's yeah, like, he's... I don't really care who's defending me. I'm, yeah. I'm getting to my spot. I, uh, I, I, again, am just continually impressed with now he's added defense to the mix. Oh, yeah. Like, if he's going to play like that on that end of the floor, then you're going to be in a lot of MVP conversations. He's already there because of his offensive yeah. And his playmaking uh, on top of that yeah. as well. He, yeah. he had some incredible series like that. So, uh, yeah, he's he is definitely at that super elite level already. Okay, well, let's move to the Raptors, shall we? Give me some <laughs> Raptor news. Oh, gladly. Raptors beat the Sixers. 103-88. Went into Philly, beat their ass. Had the home crowd booing them. <laughs> leaving. 
headed to beat the traffic with like six minutes to go, force a game six at home, obviously started this series down 3-0. They've won the last two games, and they're going to win in seven. <laughs> it is known. Uh, but yeah, this was... Uh, Another, I mean, this was an all-around great game for the Raptors, uh, defensively especially. And then we talked about it here with Tass. You know, he was concerned with Van Vliet not playing. I said, I don't know. I'm saying right now, Van Vliet was getting cooked. This is the thing. He couldn't stay in front of Maxi. He's a great defender, but because of the injury, I think, because of the speed of Maxi, he was struggling on that end. Wasn't giving him a whole lot offensively. So the idea of, like, spicy P as the point guard let him operate and then the defense is like all these long guys all this switchability and it worked at least for game five here and Siakam again for the second consecutive game tray I thought was the best player on the floor uh and he had 15 of his 23 in the second half just three assists shy of a triple double and great defense too of course yeah to, to get the to get the Raptors they're back in this series which is crazy I mean you know, who knows? They got to win in game six, but oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it feels like 100% of people would pick the Raptors to win this series in seven right now because nobody has confidence that the Sixers are going to show up in game six. Maybe Fred Van Vliet being out was like the best thing to happen I'm to man, the Raptors. I'm telling you. Because the Sixers did not come out with the necessary fire to win this game. Does Spicy P, the P stands for Pascal. Could it stand for passing? Seven assists. That's not bad. Uh, the Raptors finished with 24 assists on 42 makes. The ball was moving yep. um, incredibly well, <laughs> at least on that end of the court. The Sixers, though, just... Like, did they just think the Raptors were going to give up? Yep. Did they? They thought after so. two wins, they thought this one is done. We'll go win one here uh, in Toronto. We'll let them have one. There's no way they're going to do it again in Game 5. Whoops. This is the Raptors we're talking about here. Embiid was getting cooked by Precious Achua dribble drives. Yeah. Like, I've never seen Precious Achua make that many plays off the dribble. And it would be like a crossover, and Embiid is nowhere near him. I don't know. I'm Like, if Embiid is this tired in Game 5 of the first round, mm. after talking all year about how he played so many games this season... Come on, man. That's a, at least kudos to him for admitting that he didn't have the energy mm-hmm. uh, necessary for this game, for, for them to, to close out the series. But too much blame game for the Sixers. It's like as soon as the game is over, everybody wants to blame everybody else. Embiid blamed Harden, obviously, for not shooting. Harden was brutal. He blamed Doc for not telling James Harden to shoot. And then he blamed his teammates for passing the ball around too much. What do you want? You want to take every single shot? Play some defense. Honestly, yeah. play yeah. some defense if you think you're a defensive player of the year. It's never been Embiid's fault anytime the uh, the Sixers lose, and he definitely didn't think it was uh, yesterday. But to me, you take your cues from your two best players. Embiid was kind of a no-show in this game, and then Harden was definitely a no-show. Oh, my God. the ra- I mean, yeah. Is it because he's gassed? He sure looked like it in the mm. second half. How much has to do with the thumb injury, too, with Embiid? I don't really like defensively. I don't think your thumb hurting would prevent your legs from moving and shuffling on defense. Uh, obviously, has some impact on maybe blocking shots. But yeah, they went at Embiid. I think there's a they went at him like six or seven times, mm. like in a stretch in that in the second half there. OG pressure Sachua, Siakam, and they scored almost every time or got to the line. Um, yeah, and I couldn't like the Raptors grabbed control of this game in the second quarter. And then they just held on to it. Yeah. And they just like stiffed armed the Sixers uh, for the rest of the second half, which I kept, I gotta be honest, I'm watching it going, well, there's a run in them. There's a Sixers run in them yeah. here. And then how will the Raptors respond? And really, it just didn't get all that close. They sort of kept it to eight to 12 points. Yeah. Well, it got back to nine points. And then the Raptors got an alley oop to Thaddeus Young. Yeah, so <laughs> that tells you that uh, the rim protection was not at its best last night. Then you had a, a pressure situa dunk following that. And then you had Pascal Siakam sort of stretching out and hit a mid ranger. Yeah. Uh, and then I think they got another dunk as well, another oop dunk. Well, in Scotty transition. Barnes threw two oops. Yeah. yeah to yeah. Precious. I thought Pre- Precious has changed so much from the start of this season in his decision-making and his composure. It's incredible now where you're like, I trust him to make the right decision. Yeah. He, was he still loves the three-pointer. Yeah, he, he does. But he, does. He, he made hey, one play. a crazy game. Hey, you got yeah, to take night. the three to like, get the defense to <laughs> like, commit a little that's bit. That's right. But. Um, but, but right now, that's the thing is the, the last place in the world the Sixers want to be is in Toronto right now <laughs> because they... Oh, my God. That, this, Air Canada Center, Scotiabank Arena, whatever the hell it's called, Jurassic Park, is going to be going insane for game six. Doc Rivers wants game six more than he wants game seven I because the last thing Philadelphia wants to have to do is defend home court to save off a, a potential coming back from 3-0 down Raptors here. This is a disaster right now for Philadelphia because that's the thing. If they were being pushed and uh, put under any pressure, how would they respond? And as Trey points out, after the game, 
they kind of like, oh, it's not my fault. Some, you know, you didn't do your job. You know. Yeah. Well, that, after game four, it was the officials' fault. That's right. And then after game five, yeah, I guess it was each other's. Hey, fault. They're, yeah. they're doubling me. I'm yeah. passing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, this is. <laughs> I know Gourmet Spud had a good tweet. He said, "You know what? Before the game, he said, if the Raptors lose, end to a promising season. But if they win, the chaos. My God, the chaos. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> because people have obviously everyone's pointing out if one team and one coach is likely to lose and blow a 3-0 lead. It's Doc and it's James Harden and it's a Sixers team here. <laughs> so who knows what happens But uh, and whether or not Fred even plays in that game. But the Raptors just played last night with that, the looseness of like, we, we, we put ourselves under too much pressure, I think, in yeah. those first two games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, let's be honest too, they're a different team than when they started this series, mm. right? I mean, there was the Gary Trent Jr. sickness. He was obviously affected. I mean, he was like, like I thought he was going to hurl on the floor for crying out loud or shit his pants, whatever that mm. was going to be. So, like, he's sort of, like, <laughs> giving them something now. There was Scotty Barnes, of course, missing uh, the, the start of this series after the quick injury. Like, And then, and then Van Vliet going out completely changes them, too, because as we talked about, they just have all these guys that are switchable defenders. There's a lot more length. I think it is... It has at least had an impact on Maxi, where it's, a, it's OG, generally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's a... Good. I mean, he's fast enough, obviously long enough, and he's like uh, sort of doing a good job staying in front of them. So it's like, they're just like, and then Precious playing this way, they're just a different team. Like, mm. I, I I enjoy burying and piling dirt on the Sixers just as much because, well, this would be brutal. But I just think the Raptors are playing much more up to their capabilities, I guess, of what we saw for a good chunk of the regular yeah, season yeah. and why a lot of people picked them to win the series to begin with mm-hmm. um, I can't believe they're going to do this <laughs> Raps going to win you got to fly home for game oh, Raps, six you got to fly home for game six we'll go to game no, seven I, in Philly I'm, I'm sticking yeah. with what's working right now uh, I was on the I, I was putting in work last night I was on the treadmill for this game wow. really wow. I put in 20 miles on the treadmill you know how boring that 20 is mi- oh it's my not that God. boring when you're watching the Raptors yeah. kick the Sixers ass oh. I'll tell you that yeah. I was loving wow. it wow uh, Imagine if the Raptors actually play good, too. They made eight I threes agree. last night, 25% uh, from three. They made 11 free throws, basically nothing. This wasn't a game where either team was really going to be complaining about the refs. The thing they did was take care of the ball. Only eight turnovers. They forced more out of the Sixers for sure, but the Raptors could go to another level, no doubt about yeah. it. I mean, maybe they don't necessarily have their shooters with Van Vliet being in and out of the lineup and Gary Trent, uh, you know, kind of being up and down with yeah. his uh, illness, but... The Raptors can play better as well, and that tends to be uh, when you're back in your home barn, your home bank, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be great timing, you're right, for like a Gary Trent Jr. to hit six threes, yeah. or, you know, even OG, who's capable uh, knockdown shooter, hit four or five. And those guys, you know, they hit a couple of He last hit a night, huge but, one, actually. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Give me Kevin Calabro on the call, too. One, I uh, love this combo. Uh, Calabro yeah, and Hayward? Brendan Hayward's yeah, great, too. I, yeah, I like them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we will see. I guess fortunate for the Sixers is game six isn't till Thursday. Yeah, you get a little a, a little bit of a break here for Joel and B. <laughs> More time to think about More it. More time to think about it, but I think Embiid can use all the rest he can. Yeah. He looked he looked gassed. Yeah, yeah, uh, he did. He did. Um, and a long series doesn't help James Harden as well. Historically, we know he tends to flame out. But <laughs> James Harden was. I mean, I forget, like you. Yeah, but, you had to remind me he was even playing know, in this game. Yeah. And I know the box score. I'm sure looks okay at the end, but he had no no impact really on this game. No. But uh, for the Raptors, if Danny Green is out there, and when I, I'm pointing back to the last year against the Trey Young when he played. If Danny Young's on on you, just drive straight at the Danny rim. Green's on you. Sorry, Danny yeah. Green, yeah. If he's on you, dr- drive past him. He's too slow. He's way too slow. He can be a decent veteran hitting threes at the other end. Fine. Defensively, he's as slow as anything. Mm-hmm. Charge at him if you're the Raptors. Yeah, I will say the the Sixers went to some zone defense in this one. It was working. They they stopped the Sixers, uh, excuse me, the Raptors a couple times and it was like again, get Spicy P or Thad Young in the middle of that zone. Come on, we we learned this in high school how to beat the freaking 2-3 zone. And as they started getting it going. And then the other thing is, please, Nick Nurse, after every Sixers timeout, I swear they hit a corner three. <laughs> they always run the play where Danny Green or Nyang or like somebody hits a corner three. It happens so many times in this game and it feels like the series. I don't know. Maybe it's just mm. like I'm only remembering those ones uh, and not the misses, but uh, just be ready for it. They want to shoot a corner three after every like break and play, like after you go away from mm-hmm. commercial and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um, yeah, you like the chances to at least go seven? Oh, for absolutely. This one? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the funny thing as well last night, given the Nets being eliminated, was Gordon Dragic who didn't want to play. <laughs> They trade him for Thad mm. Young. Thad Young, I mean, not a huge box score, but just his presence it on the an floor. Impact. In 16 minutes, he took two shots, only made one, but three rebounds, three assists. I felt he was way more impactful yep. than that. So uh, it's uh, pretty crazy to see um, 
Yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> Game six is going to be wild. Oh, my goodness. Uh, any final thoughts on rap sixers? Uh, let's see some more Furkan Korkmaz. Oh, boy. That's what <laughs> it's might as well. To. Why not? Going deep in the bag. Pull out yeah. your Furkan. Well, uh, you know what's know. funny? It's, it's funny you bring that up. Remember at the start of this series when we were like making our predictions and talking it out, we said, wow, could it be beneficial? It sounds weird, but like Dybul can't play in Toronto. Like, can't play that... in Philadelphia either. Exactly, yeah. and that was why. And man, he's playing in this one, and to the point, like, Raptors avoid, avoid, avoid playing him. Don't worry about him. Let him shoot. And yeah, it was bad. And then he was like, I think he was in his head, and he threw away a brutal turnover. And mm-hmm. I think that's when Doc, like, took him out. He's like, oh boy. Yeah. Like, we, I don't, you know, we're not going to see him in Toronto, of course. Nah. If it goes seven, which it is, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure how much you'll see him even in Game 7 right now. No, I guess, though, after that, there's no chance of going back to Toronto. Maybe he gets more time. But remember, we I, I made fun of Doc saying, we wouldn't have won the game without Tease anyway. Yeah, yeah well, he was he's, right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was right. He has not been playing well. And, like, yeah, he's just out there and everyone's like, yeah. he's a great defensive player, but just don't worry about him. Honestly. Nah. Oh, Let no, him God. shoot away. All right. Let's take our uh, first break. And when we come back, we'll get into the Mavs beating the Jazz and John Morant winning most improved yeah right. Yeah yeah, there was something going on here, but then... <laughs> I thought there was like a raccoon. Oh no, I'm trying to not let it distract me, but I'm like, is something going to fall on my head? I don't know. Anyway, I thought you were doing a William Shatner uh, Peloton <laughs> for working out. <laughs> yeah, All right, yeah, back here in the Classic Factory. Uh, let's get to the blowout from last night. Fortunately, haven't had a lot of like just. No, crushing stinkers. blowout stinkers. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not familiar with any. To be quite honest, that's <laughs> all right. That's actually <laughs> nope. Haven't even <laughs> haven't seen a single blowout. I sort of forgot uh, about that series, yeah. the Bucks Bulls, because I've sort of been avoiding that series. If yeah, I'm being it's, uh, Saturday, Friday, and Sunday. Good time to get blown out. Yeah. Um, okay, we had Luka Doncic scoring 33 points though, as the Mavs beat the Jazz 102-77. I mean, this was brutal uh, to take the 3-2 series lead. What what happened in this one, TK? You remember that sick Gandalf analogy I made yesterday? <laughs> yeah, it took a while to get there. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally nailed it. Donovan Mitchell threw an alley to Rudy Gobert to win game four. Could have been the turning point for the Jazz, but it turns out they hate Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Too long. Too many characters. Kind of confusing that there's a guy named Boromir and Faramir. Yeah. <laughs> They're brothers. I also think that Viggo Mortensen and Sean Bean look too similar mm-hmm. to be in the same movie going up against each other. Nonetheless... A supremely disappointing effort from the Jazz last night. Zero fight, zero sense of urgency, and zero building on something that really could have galvanized the team. They got absolutely smoked, just like when Saruman's army was defeated at Helm's Deep. Am I right? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Mavs, meanwhile, got excellent performances from Doncic and Brunson. Once again, 33-13-5 and for the Donk. Took over in the third quarter, 19 points three threes shimmying and just generally rubbing it in the face of the Utah Jazz in his first home game uh, since that calf injury. This would have been a sweep if Luka was playing, I do think. Brunson, though, went for 24 points on a slightly inefficient 9 of 20 shooting, but 57 points from the Mavs starting backcourt, 37 total for the Jazz starters. Gobert had 17 points. He was the high man for the Jazz uh, starters. Single digits. For Bogdanovich, who went two points on 0 of 9 shooting. He's been a reliable player for them so far mm-hmm. in this series. Not last night. Mike Conley went for four points on 1 of 6 shooting and looks completely washed oh right now. Yeah. Royce O'Neal, he's not a scorer anyways, but he didn't do much last night. And then just nine points on 4 of 15 shooting for Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz starters combined to shoot 13 of 43. That's 30%, which is how the Mavs won this thing pretty easily while shooting 43% from the field, which is mm. fine. But just 28% from three. Like, they won by 25 points. It really was more like a 45-point game. And it could have been even worse. Part of it is defense. The Mavs are doing an awesome job limiting the threes from the Jazz. Utah went three of 30 last night. They were the best three-point shooting team in the league. They're taking 10 threes less per game. That's crazy. Also, uh, the Mavs are able to keep the Jazz away from the rim and just force Utah into floaters, despite the fact that they play, like, Dwight Powell as their center. Uh, Maxi Kleba is, like, probably their best rim protector. But to me... The biggest thing is that Donovan Mitchell looks like he's Donovan with y'all. Yes. Weird game from Mitchell. Nine points, four of 15 shooting, four turnovers to one assist. I think he did make a layup, but this guy is a floater fest, and it's just a really, really tough shot. He's at 26 points per game uh, in this series, which is fine, but it's been helped by some inefficient nights, no doubt about it. 38% from the field, 20% from three. Picked up a hamstring late in this one in the fourth quarter. 
down by 28 points, and he was still in the game for whatever reason. He says he's going to play in game six, but if he's as checked out as he was in game five, don't even bother. What do you think? I can't believe what I saw, honestly, from the Jazz. Chance to get home and win this series and close it out, coming back. And last night they were like, we're done no matter what. And now the Mavs are going to go there, and I honestly think think they're going to just close it out in six because, as Trey's saying, Donovan Mitchell's basically made the decision for the front office. Get me out of here. I I don't care. He, no one really showed that like pride last night for the Jazz. That's what's embarrassing. If you if you lose on a buzzer beater or you fight to the wire or a guy's getting in foul trouble and injury, there's some sort of built-in excuse. You can make an excuse for them. There was no excuse for them last night to just be like. And and I agree 100 percent with what Trey saying. Like I thought, wow, that moment there with Rudy and Donovan, that could be the turning point. The Jazz could just go and steal this series. And instead, it was just like, ah, oh, why why'd you catch that lob, Rudy? You know, we could have closed it. We could have we could have been <laughs> off. Donovan's upset. He yeah. it. It's like, it's he, like acts- he never catches yeah, that. Yeah, he, acts- he accidentally passed it to Rudy. He was like, ah, oh, jeez, how can I not pass it to him now? But instead, they just showed no fight, no heart. Uh, this one was embarrassing on so many levels. Down sixteen points at half time of a game that's your season is on the line right yeah. there. And they, they don't have the injury excuse, you know. Everyone's, you know, healthy. So, yeah, Jazz. Well, maybe not now with Donovan Mitchell. Well, yeah. But it don't, it, I mean, it doesn't matter about the hamstring if he's got the attitude that he's played with mm. uh, many times in this series. Uh, didn't get, really get to the free throw line there last night. Uh, hard, to, hard to look at Utah and think, even if they were to somehow extend this to seven, and they, even if they were to somehow pull this series off, there's no chance in the next round. They just don't want to play together. Yeah, um, I mean, look, we thought when they went, or I guess when they were down 2-1, that it was like, ah, they're probably done as it is. And we're down four points late and pull out the uh, pretty miraculous comeback. So they maybe have some fight still in them for game six. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's over just quite yet. I mean, it shouldn't be. This is a team that yeah. has got so many factors that other teams love. Continuity, star players well coached they're deep they shoot the three they defend well how many franchises would love to have just the that reputation of like well you're getting 45 to 50 wins just because you do it every year you've got a great home mm-hmm. court but they get to this point of their time together and instead it feels like they're this is their first time together and it's like ah oh, yeah playoffs team you know they need some they need some experience this will be good for them in the future instead it's like they've somehow gotten worse i mean there were a chance they could finish second they should have won 55 games they finished with 49 this season it looks like, okay, this this is just done, this uh, combination of Rudy and Donovan yeah. as your two stars. Yeah, bad, bad uh, timing on Bogdanovich's part to go <laughs> put up the stinker there. The uh, 0 for 9, I don't think he just hit a 3. No. Mitchell didn't hit a 3. Nobody could. 3 for 30. 3 for 30. You don't see that often in the box <laughs> 10%, score. yeah. That's really, really crazy for a team that, like you said, is uh, generally a pretty good three-point shooting team or among some of the best in the league. So, uh, yeah, what do you think? You think this one's over in, uh, in Utah for Game 6? I think on Thursday night as well. Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, I would like to see the Jazz have one good game. Uh, you know, it was nice. The comeback was nice in Game 4, no doubt about it. But the Jazz just haven't looked like a Jazz team that we expect, playing solid defense. I mean, it's it's tough out there for them to guard right now. Mm-hmm. They can't guard Doncic. They can't guard Brunson. It's just a matter of are they going to make shots or are they going to miss them. And then they get wide open threes outside. But the fact that the offense is falling completely off, uh, off a cliff too is super weird like okay we kind of understand that the Jazz may get exposed as a small ball team and that's definitely happened but Mitchell has been such a disappointment this guy has shown up in the playoffs time and time again and the fact that he's shooting 38% as the lead guy and just looking checked out like yeah. I mean yeah Bo- Bogdanovich is 0 for 9 but fine like anything you get from him yeah. is almost uh, a cherry on the top of the Sunday if you're expecting three pointers from everybody else and you're expecting Mitchell to be the guy who's the head of the snake really leading the charge and starting off the drive and kick machine that has been so successful for four, five seasons at this point. But uh, he's not playing with the force necessary to win this series. And he's making things even tougher by shooting floaters every single time. Floaters every single time. Would it kill you to take one layup? He took one free throw last night. Get to the line. The guy was compared to Dwayne Wade Mm. so many times early in his career. Dwayne Wade played defense and Dwayne Wade went to the line all the time. Yeah. That's want to stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens in uh, in game six. I still think this one's going seven for some weird reason. Uh, it could, just... but that's the thing. It could if they play to their yeah. potential. But... Yeah. And, and like, what's crazy is the Mavs did not play like an elite game. That's like, you not know, great. At least in, yeah. yeah. Like, I will say bringing Luka back 
in game four looked very smart here in game five you know getting him yeah that 30 to 34 minutes whatever he played in game four even though they lost and i was like on the weekend shift wondering like wow maybe maybe you just let the good thing that was happening there with brunson and dinwiddie and all that attacking you let that continue but uh now it looks smart because he was pretty amazing i mean he was clowning them too oh. and he really helps and i always forget this with luca He's an awesome rebounder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He finished with 13 in this game. They're, they're small as it is, the Mavs. You need all those. Uh, and yeah. he was fantastic. I think Kid talked about it after the game. He's, he's one of our best rebounders. He's yeah. a big guy. He gets in there and, and ends possession. So, um, yeah, they were they were embarrassing them. I turned this one off at the end of the third quarter. Uh, I said, yeah. that's it. Good night. I'm going to sleep. Because they, 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 it was 16 points that like you said at half. Is mm-hmm. that right? You know, you're down that much. First half leads are fake. You need to put together a good five or six minutes and like get yourself back in the game if you're the Jazz. And they did the opposite. They lost that quarter by ten, and it was it was a smoke show. Yeah, and that's Garbage that's time. it. I mean, what does Quinn Snyder have to say to his guys? Like, guys, oh, sixteen points. We win this. Remember, we're going home with a chance to yeah. close out. Instead, they're just like, oh, let's just go home and see if we can drag it out to seven. Yeah, mm. we'll see. Um, had some award news, guys. Yes, we've got another one. John Moran, two thousand twenty-one, twenty-two, most improved player. All right. That was announced on Monday. Became the first player in NBA history to win both Rookie of the Year and Most Improved mm. in a single career. Did it in a wow. three-year window. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, John Morant received 38 first-place votes overall. There was a lot of people getting votes, which isn't mm. really surprising when it comes to this award. Uh, DeJounte Murray coming in second place with 20 first-place votes. And then Cavs guard Darius Garland finishing in third with 11 first-place votes. Uh, look, I feel like we've talked about this mm. time and time again. Mm. I think it's really silly that John Moran is winning <laughs> most improved. At this point, I almost don't care anymore. Like, everybody else can get all upset about it. But um, what were your thoughts on, on Jaw winning this? He tried to give the award to Desmond Bain. Yeah. And then Desmond Bain didn't even want it. No, yeah. it's your award. I can't take it. What'd well, you- I think more people are in your sort of side here where they're like, <laughs> okay, we need to determine whether or not it's a uh, an award a star can win or something more a surprising player. Dr- Draymond along. Green has called it where it's gone over the last little bit. Young MVP, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> which I think there's yeah, a that's lot better. of better. I wrote to... MVP Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Young MVP sounds same, more accomplished. Same, same idea. Yeah. The this like, hey, you're not quite at the MVP level, but you're very young. Mm. You've sort of taken that step or that leap. So here you go, good sir. Personally, I think it's whatever you want it to be because uh, uh, obviously, yeah. I, 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 unless they come up with like a sophomore award, and then it's like an, a veterans awards, maybe for someone who's had a good resurgence of the career, which it used to be sort of comeback player of the year award. Then we're always going to have this same debate. It's a bit silly to me, um, you know, if you disqualify someone just because they took a leap from star to superstar. You know, you, it, it's okay. like, hey, John Morant improved from like, hey, that guy's pretty good to like, oh my God, this guy is a legit star. So he's worthy in my opinion. I thought Jaron Jackson improved so much this season on both ends of the floor. I thought Desmond Bain was incredible, yeah. you know. for So all these other guys, I thought Darius Garland, Jordan Poole and DeJounte Murray, yeah, all worthy of the award. But ultimately, if it is the most improved, Jar took a leap that was way higher in terms of the getting to the elite level than those guys just improving as basketball play and the way I interpret it but it's like it's yeah. like the rookie of the year I think it's silly that a rookie can sit out his entire first season and win the award in his second season because Julius Randle played 14 minutes of his rookie campaign and was ineligible for rookie of the year next season because he got on the court right, so right. there's some all these awards have weird little like things like that and I think for this one unless there's a specific like okay you're already good you can't win this award then you may as well just hand it to the guy who really did improve the most this season and I think collectively Jar Morant ticks those boxes uh, what are your thoughts on a number two overall pick <laughs> who two. was, I mean, this is the funny part. Last season, yes, he wasn't an all-star, but everybody was like, John Morant is well on his way to becoming mm. a superstar. I mean, mm. I'm sorry if you didn't see that, that I don't know, you weren't watching Grizzlies games. I mean, it was pretty apparent. And then he put it all together. They won a lot of games. He increased a lot of his you know, scoring and assists, not as much as Desmond Bain and uh, in both those categories, I will point out. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess Brandon Ingram won most improved and he was a second pick overall. I don't know. Yeah, Is that bode well for James Wiseman? Can we lock him in? <laughs> Uh, I guess if you're a promising young player and you don't set the league on fire right away, yeah, maybe you're going to be winning it here in your third year or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Jaw to me, is a little bit different than all of the people that people have been referencing lately. Like, you see Giannis show up on the most improved player list. 
he was not Giannis at the point where he won most improved player, right? right? I mean, Ingram never got to the heights that Ja did. So, yeah, it is a little bit of a young MVP award, but... If anybody's going to be the young MVP this season, it should be Ja Morant. And it is cool that he can share it with all of the various Grizzlies who <laughs> also true. got awards. Yeah. It's almost like we're giving it to you, Ja, for a couple of reasons. You should you should get some MVP love, but you're not going to get the actual MVP. Here you go. Here's your here's your ball. But also, <laughs> your teammates are also very well improved. So, like, pass it around <laughs> a little bit. Like, let me hold that with a, with a towel on my hand so yeah. my fingerprints don't get on it. I was a little confused. How... Did the award get to Desmond Bain's house? So quickly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like did Ja go and drop it off and then hide and then be like, hey, go look in your go look in your kitchen. I, I, I couldn't I put it the together. Exact same yeah, thing. It was I was weird trying to, to put together the timeline of it. Because yeah. the clip was going around of them handing it to John ja Morant at practice. Yeah. And then well, I guess maybe it wasn't the next day, I guess it <laughs> yeah, maybe. was in his house. He's in Memphis or um yeah, and uh, what are your thoughts on all these awards looking all the same in this crystal ball? I already did like my whole temper boy yeah. rant on a weekend shift, but uh what? What? Are, I mean, what are they doing? Why yeah. would you ruin it? Like, <laughs> I mean, especially if you're gonna make them all universal looking, mm. all the awards, make them look cooler than that. Yeah, true. I mean, you need like a, a like some sort of player representation of the award. I think you know, like like the MVP is like the guy, you know, running. You know, so I don't know. Do do something a bit more like and the that. defensive player yeah, there yeah, is, yeah, yeah. the guy exactly, in the defensive yeah. stance. So what would you do for most improved? That's a, that's a tough one. But maybe you could just get like Jar's block that you know that incredible block oh, and geez. make that so, like, into custom his award. awards. Yeah, why not? Why not? It's the money to do it. I mean, I would rather that than the uh, than just here's a ball. Yeah, you know, it's a small ball at that. I said, yeah, it's not even like the uh, that big diamond encrusted oh, yeah. thing they're passing around. Yeah, at least that's substantial. Yeah. Oh, everyone looks a bit nervous though when they're holding that because they're like, what if they drop it? Yeah. Like, I wonder if it like cuts your fingers a little bit <laughs> too. I always, <laughs> hey Jim Ice, can I hold the uh, NBA 75th anniversary ball? Can I take a photo with it? I think we've gotten, I think we've found every celebrity. Oh, yeah. We've now reached us in whatever tier we're in. I think it would be hard to store that award. Which one? A ball. The like, crystal yeah. ball. You need a stand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you need a stand. Maybe there is a stand in it that might. big box because that was a huge box I know. <laughs> at Desmond Bain's house uh, compared to the size of the ball. But I did like uh, the consideration he was giving when he was hiding. Uh, oh, yeah, Maybe yeah. who was that? Santi Aldama. Maybe he was hiding behind as they presented him the award and he gave it to him. I thought it was very funny that he had the towel so that like it didn't have fingerprints when yeah. he gave it to Jaw. Jaw, of course, grabs it with his hand, but they're his fingerprints. Yeah, that's mm. right. That's mm. right. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I, I wish we would go back to the... Uh, to the old awards. Like, Rookie of the Year was just more of like a, yeah, just yeah, more yeah. of a bigger plaque type thing. I think it was glass too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, I, just, I don't love the, the concept of them all looking the same. No, That's no, my no. biggest I, issue. I, I'm actually starting to believe myself here and think they should just you know create a, an individual one. For, or, <laughs> oh, like a okay, like like 3D, 3D printer. printer yeah. 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 <laughs> 3D for, glass okay, printer. Let's go back to like, you know, Magic Johnson, rookie season, wins the championship. Magic can be the Rookie of the Year award. You know, I know that was playoffs rather than regular season, mm. but... You know, the magic sky hook or something like that. That could be the Rookie of the Year award. Okay. Thinking what could be six man, like, uh, well, I don't know what. Guys Guy, sitting on the bench. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be hilarious. There you go. Got defense. What else we need? Uh, uh, with a coach, like, waving. No, you're not starting. You're not starting. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, coming, yeah. pointing at the watch. You're coming yeah. in at the six-minute mark. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Uh, I think that Twyman Stokes, the teammate award, that one it's is a great like one. a guy yeah, helping yeah. somebody out. I do like all of these action yeah. uh, Well, these I'm action concerned like because we haven't got to them. Well, no, we got the Defensive Player of the Year one, which was the ball. Is the MVP gone? Are they? Are we getting the, the crystal ball That's a great question. for MVP? Yeah, it should well. be a bigger ball. <laughs> it should be the, the biggest ball there is, yeah. Uh, back to MIP. Here's mm. a question I threw out on Twitter last night. Who's winning next season's MIP? Most improved. Forget the playoffs. Let's look. Let's start talking about the regular season next year. If you're, I don't know. I, I threw. I'll throw a couple names at you. Okay. Did you not see my tweet? No, I didn't see oh, it. No, it was, a, it was a great tweet. Right. <laughs> um, okay, I threw a couple names. I said Jalen Brunson. Especially if he moves, you know, that could be big. It's a possibility. I think RJ Barrett. Where this yeah, award is going okay. now, he's already okay. a twenty point per game score. Yeah, but but, but Jar was about that last uh, season. Exactly, yeah. you know, he kicked that up to 25, yeah. 26. Maybe yeah, the yeah. team has more success. You could see that. Uh, who the hell else did I have on that list? Deer and Fox. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, don't you dare give me that. <laughs> he's averaged twenty five a game already. I don't you know? care. So yeah, he has to go to like thirty two well, a game. He just has to get the team into the, into the <laughs> play in tournament. Yeah, don't like that one. But okay, uh, and uh, I also had a Cade Cunningham. Let's let's well, get real yeah, crazy. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so He's now we're in. gonna give it to the number one overall pick, 
I'm actually think it's going to happen. Uh, he could. I mean, he's a legit stud. Absolutely. So uh, if he goes from being the number one pick, finishing what third in rookie of the year, yeah, and then he's he yeah. is a, a triple double type machine. Yeah, the the Pistons surprise everybody yeah. like uh, sort of the Cavs and Garland angle. Yeah. All right. And I, uh, I had one more name. But I'll, I can't I'll throw one out. He was an all star though, so it probably doesn't count. But Lamelo Ball, I can see if he hmm. uh, if he gets it up to like twenty seven and twelve or something. Uh, this like that. is the way the yeah. the award is obviously going. It seems like you've got to be you got to become an all star. I think there is something to a little team success, and then obviously your numbers yeah. improving. Yeah, generally scoring. Anyone else come to mind? Ben Simmons. <laughs> I mean, one rookie of the year in his yeah. second year. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, well, I mean, yeah. comes back money way. from three. Yeah. Yeah. Lockdown defense. Oh, Ben Simmons. Now he's looking like the number one pick. Oh, come on. That would be the, that would be hilarious. That he would be very a number funny. one pick who won rookie of the year when he was a second yeah. year player. Now he wins most improved after taking a year off. Mm. Wow. Early betting favorite at betngm.com. I'm <laughs> I mean, again. technically the award should go to whoever the MVP is if he didn't win MVP the season before. Because <laughs> no one improved better than that to become best in the league. Well, I remember when they were trying to tell us Steph Curry in yeah. his back-to-back MVP seasons should be improved. winning most yeah. improved because he improved yeah. from uh, winning. So where's the Jokic love? Where's Giannis yeah. love always? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Mm. Well, let's hear from the stream team. Let's hear from everybody listening to the podcast, watching later. Uh, next year's MIP. <laughs> who's a favorite? Uh, what should the award look like, too? What should the award look mm. like? The MIP one. Yes. Specifically. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that one's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, it's a silly award when you really get down to it. <laughs> and I, I can't it, believe I have gone from, you know, going crazy about a second-year player winning it because duh yeah they're generally going to improve you know i've been saying this for a decade now i know hollinger is saying it too but now i've like veered toward like john Morant's winning like he's an all nba guy like <laughs> there are awards for him there are accolades there for are. him i'm almost more upset about this now where it's gone which is insane i never thought that would happen but uh yeah let's hear from everybody mip what do you think the trophy should look like and who's going to win next year so we can uh, lay some money on <laughs> nice. that. Yeah. All right. Let's take our final break when we come back. Tweet in the night and look ahead to tonight's three games. All right. We're going to look ahead at tonight's three NBA playoff games. But before that, my man Lily's got tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, so uh, I've got a couple of tweets. Uh, a couple of yeah, there was quite a bit floating around there last night on the on the Twitter machine. <laughs> good night on Twitter. It was a really wow. good night. Yeah, you're and, okay with Twitter still? Uh, well, even though the Musk man. No, no, no. I, honestly, if <laughs> you're done, no, nothing is worth forty-four billion or whatever he paid. Nothing. Uh, if someone says, if someone said, well, okay. couldn't buy the classic factory. <laughs> yeah. for that. If someone's like, if he's paying forty-four billion for uh, Twitter, I'm going to sell him some some of my stuff because he's going to pay through the roof for it. I mean. <laughs> Honestly, who was who was offering forty three billion? I don't get it. Anyway, I mean, the people at Twitter were just like, oh, "Doesn't go to live auction." It was like Homer Simpson at Twitter headquarters. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah, take it, take it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the first tweet comes in from uh, Kevin Pelton. Pretty simple tweet to start with. Yeah, sure. With a combined margin of eighteen points, set Celtics Nets is the third closest four-game sweep in NBA history. Wow. Trailing Warriors bullet, bullets in the seventy-five NBA Finals and Cavaliers Pacers in the twenty seventeen first round. Both 16. Oh, maybe I could have included that one on a surprising... I took a look at it, that Cavs-Pacers one, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, but then, long-time net-suffering fan, real deal, <laughs> deal. <laughs> Hang it in the rafters! The third closest sweep all time. I, uh, I love real deal, Neil. He's been a long-time fan of our show, supporter of our show. Tweety the Week Army member, of course. Yep. Man, it was tough seeing him in the playoffs here. His Nets had a somewhat okay season, but uh, he just wasn't feeling it in the playoffs. Mm. So I thought uh, I thought he tweeted that well there last yeah. night. No, no uh, Photoshop like they always do for the Knicks. Exactly, yeah, the, the banner <laughs> the there, banner. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'm not done because I've got another tweet that was tweeted yesterday, but it actually from Saturday night's game, and it's Mary J. Blige courtside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now. Now, look, I love standing room only. I didn't know we were allowed to BYOB <laughs> to a game in a great bag with our own initials on it yeah, like that. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, her and her friend, Mr. Hilton there, they just decided, oh, yeah, I'm just going to bring my own bottle of wine there mm-hmm. and uh, uncork it during the game and, and uh, have some... Who's going to tell her no? Exactly. You're married to Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. 
So, uh, yeah, and the tweet there came from uh, Stefan Burton, just the wine in the bag. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just fascinated how this one came about. Does she walk in and they just like, oh, we've got to, you know, put everything through security, bottle of wine there. Well, you can't really take your own. Well, nah, you're married, Jay Blight. Nah. Yeah, go on, go on. Yeah. <laughs> Could she conceivably have gotten that from a club, you know, like a, a club yeah, level possible. sort of thing? Because they right. do have glasses. Maybe she's just like... I'll just take the whole bottle so I don't have to keep coming back here. No drama. No, 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 no drama. (laughs) I didn't see her courtside just pop it and start pouring over. That that would have been ultimate baller move, you know? Can't believe you didn't say uh, Mary J. Blige was really in her bag. (laughs) 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 Even even the best ones miss sometimes, you know? It's the obvious one. (laughs) right there. Exactly, exactly. All right. Great tweets there. Nice to see Twitter still coming through. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Why we've still got it. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, tonight's NBA playoff games Hawks Heat Ka-ka! that one's on NBA TV uh, 7 o'clock start there in Miami as uh, the Heat will try and close out that series and then we've got two spicy games um, on TNT and I say spicy because these are pivotal oh yeah pivotal game fives both series Wolves mm. Grizz Pelican Sun tied at two games apiece so my question is um one are these pivotal games, <laughs> which I, I'm hoping you would agree with. And uh, yeah, who is there? Is there an upset here for the road team in either of these? Minnesota going into Memphis or New Orleans going into Phoenix? Um, last night I picked all road teams to win. Got two out of three. I think all home teams are going to win it tonight. So uh, I don't. The, the Hawks. Okay. Hawks don't really inspire yeah. me. Don't think that one's going anywhere. Certainly Minnesota, like, this is still a weird series. Not quite sure which way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel the Suns really uh, have to get one at home here tonight because uh, they can't afford to go to New Orleans the way the Pelicans have been playing and uh, have to have to win to stay alive as a number one seed. So I think you're going to see a better performance from Phoenix, especially Chris Paul. Okay. Yeah, that's a huge one. What are your thoughts or things to watch for in any of these three games tonight? Where's this going? Different levels of interest in all three of these. Yeah. For the Hawks, I just want to see them play harder and play better. They got smacked by Miami. Obviously, you went to a great game, game three down here in Atlanta. We need to see more of the game three Hawks yeah. tonight. At least don't go out. If you're going to lose a, a, in a, a 4-1, at least make it a competitive 4-1 there at the end. I'm just going to enjoy Memphis versus Minnesota. I don't ever feel like I know which way this series Same. is going. Mm-hmm. Who knows which star is going to have the awesome game, but it's cool when Towns is the best player. It's cool when Morant's the best player. Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, Desmond Bain, take your choice. That one's just fun. And I am a little interested to see what's going on with Chris Paul because there were some weird reports about his hand being damaged during halftime of that game. He only took eight shots in game four, scored four points. He did have 11 assists because the guy's a maestro out there. But they need him to be a little bit of a scorer as well Mm. if Booker's going to be missing time. Uh, So Pelicans have been clicking. They've been playing really important games for an extra week. And, I mean, I guess you could say they've been playing more important games than the Suns did even during the stretch of the regular season. So I'd like to see uh, Chris Paul... Go out there and have a you know thirty point fifteen assist kind of game, or at the very least some Chris Paul fourth quarter takeover moments. Mm. Yes, uh, very intrigued by that last game. Um, I want to see can anybody slow Brandon Ingram right now? Mm-hmm. This guy is in a zone, and uh, what's the Suns' answer to try and like get him out of his rhythm? Because this guy's cooking. He's great right now. I mean, he if you're doing the list of like uh, you know. Uh, MVPs from the first round of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Ingram's going to be very, very high on that list. You know, Tatum coming to mind, Jimmy Butler coming to mind, uh, but Ingram right there in the mix. So that one's going to be awesome. The 10 o'clock start. Uh, get your espressos in you, okay? Mm. That one, yeah, you mm. got to stay up and watch that one. I think something special is happening in that game. I hope so. I mean, it is a fascinating series. It's great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. All right, we'll call it there. We'll be back here live at 10 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 10, 12. That's the plan. 10 a.m. Eastern. Had some YouTube uh, hiccups there this morning. Hopefully uh, things will go a little smoother tomorrow. Later today, though, and I mean in like 90 minutes or so, minutes. 1 p.m. Eastern, no breaks. It's got its own YouTube feed, its own podcast feed. Uh, TK and Graydon talking about the race in Italy over the last weekend and probably looking ahead to what? Miami is uh, the next one on the docket. Is that right? Yeah, May 6th through 8th. Oh, my Miami. goodness. So we'll take a take I, a week off. I right. saw maybe was it Tim Reynolds? He's a Miami guy, mm-hmm. if, I, if I have that correct. I think it was him saying it could line up here where Miami would have like one night there would be a Heat game because they're probably going to go through the next round. Uh, then the next night there'd be a Panthers game, the hockey team. Yeah, I guess the Panthers are doing well in nice, NHL hockey. Nice. And then it would, like, every other night they'd be playing, and then it would go right into the uh, 
into the Miami race. Mm. Road trip. The F1. You want to go down? <laughs> go stay uh, in Miami for a week. Yeah. We're, we're going to need a hookup if we want to go to the F1 Miami race. <laughs> yeah. It's very yes, yes. expensive. My wife already looked into it. I, no, we're not doing that. Uh, that's <laughs> way too much money. Well, Skeets, we got three super chats during this show. So, I mean, we're already, you know, I think $7.50 of the way there. Oh, okay. wow. Keep well, them coming. Keep them coming. Thank, thank you, everyone. For the super chats. Yeah. I didn't even know we were doing that during these morning shows. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Uh, email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at No Dunks Inc. and uh, grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash No Dunks. All right, are you going to play the role of Tassie today yeah, with I some got, wise I got a good words? Quote for you. Okay, great. Clipper Bros, you heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Lee, you talked a lot about pesto. Did you know there's such a thing called pisto? I got it from a green chef myself. It's basically pesto, but a little bit different, a little bit more tangy and very delicious. Brace the day, people. <laughs> Damn. Facts. <laughs>